from the deepest end of a deep dish pizza, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. Donka Shane for pressing play. No need to take the day off or use up one of your precious sick days. Wait, you've used how many? That's it. You're not allowed to come to our TFC viewing party. Unless you can explain voodoo economics or you buy the beer. Today we look back at the mistake in Salt Lake, discuss the MLS rulebook, talk about TFC's takeover of the NASL, look ahead to the fire match this weekend, and much more. Now to our usual panel of pundits. Don't try and take a day off on his watch. He'll track you just like Dirty Harry. It's Duncan Fletcher. Hello, top pundit, Duncan Fletcher. Uh, He resolutely tried to refuse the calls to be on today's show, but they finally realized that we're just going to keep calling and keep calling and keep calling. He is Mark Hinckley. Stupid call display doesn't want to work anymore. Fine, I'm here. Uh, He's been known to twist and shout, although you'll never get me to believe that he was at a baseball game. It's Tony Walsh. The deeper the pizza, the better the eatsa. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a scarf. Mm. It is. That's a nice colored scarf, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, as for me, even though it is like podcasting with five-year-olds, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not. But I am your host, Kristen Knowles. On to the first order of business. On Sunday, TFC played that wacky Mormon-adjacent team that are pretending to be some kind of royalty in what was sure to be a nightmare of a game for our Reds due to missing nine players. They actually didn't play that badly, considering the extreme youth and experience of the back line. Although there were some, shall we say, nervous moments. Most of them on one side of the pitch. Uh, But for me, the thing that stuck out the most was that Vanny means it when he says he is sticking to that system regardless of what's going to (laughs) happen. And I'm not sure that that was really the way to go. Um, But again, they didn't get blown out. It wasn't the worst game I've seen them play. There was actually some really good parts. I think you said something about put that one half with Vancouver and a good chunk of this game together and... Yeah, it's almost is, a complete game of goodness. We're allowed yeah, to do the, that. The, the, the oh, second yeah. half of this game was probably our second best half of right. the season. So. And of the last while, yeah. actually, perhaps. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, into salt cake. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never sink. You'll never, you'll never float you'll never, alone. You'll never sink alone. Mm, okay. As much as we don't like to, to talk about the ref and blame the ref for our woes... And I refuse to hang the loss of that game on the ref. There's an argument to be made that TFC lost a goal. They didn't lose the game. They did that themselves based on the ref. But, you know, it seems like there is... There's still ongoing issues with the refereeing that, are, that stand out. So, I feel that the ref had some really poor moments in that game. Sure, maybe he was talking to players, but I think he called some things he obviously didn't need to. I think there was a lot of rolling about that didn't get called and I don't know is the quality or the lack thereof of the MLS refs is it the league's biggest problem uh, I, I don't think it is okay. really. I think you know, the, the refs they're 
you know, the, the appropriate level, really. They're the appropriate level of bad? Sure. I mean, every league out there thinks their referees are terrible. Sure. And MLSs aren't that much worse than other people. You know, no much worse than say, the players are worse than other leagues. I, I think it's a, a bit of a, an overblown problem. It's something that should be accepted. I also don't think that Toronto are getting hosed. And, oh, my God, they're worse than anybody that... The refs are somehow incompetent. Oh, I don't think that either. I just think that we've been getting our fair share of poor refing with this small sample size for the season. Over the over the over the course of the year, it's a it's a wash. It's a crapshoot. It is. You you want poor refereeing? Apparently, it was decided today that Luke Moore should have been sent off in that game. Apparently, I know. He's been suspended. I know. He should have been shown a red card. The ref didn't give it. Hooray! Toronto's been favored. Finally, MLS <laughs> does something to help us. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure how helpful that is for the weekend. Oh, well. Josie. No Luke Moore? No Luke Moore. All right. Fantastic. All right. Anyway, sorry. Continue on with your No, I'm, I'm, that pretty is much, your I'm pretty much done. Yeah, the refs, you know, they're not great, but they're fine. And it's not in any kind of, oh, my God, Toronto's worse than anybody kind of level. No, absolutely Again, not. I didn't say that. Jeez, mm. let it go. No, 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 this isn't like ranting specifically at <laughs> you. It's... No, I know. I see it everywhere, too. Okay. Mm. No, Duncan's right. It's, we're not being targeted or anything ridiculous like that. I think the only... I don't think it's the biggest problem in the league. There's more problems with the structure of the, the, of the league. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's the easy thing for casual fans of the league to point at and say, Bush League, when a mistake is made. But, yeah, you watch any league in the world from the top to the bottom and it's the same story I, I think maybe the only problem with mls officiating is there's possibly a larger gulf between the ones that are very good and the ones that are bad there's a few that really mm-hmm. stick out constantly as you know have ridiculous records for heading out Stoica, red so there's, there's one always there might be a bit of a, a gulf mm-hmm. that maybe you know over time it, the officiating can meet in the middle for right. more consist more consistency. There's a little lack of consistency, but nothing worse than you see anywhere else. Um, after reading uh, some of the quotes regarding the ref and some of the excellent comments that can be found in the comment section of the South Cash Report, which is known for award-winning comments. Mm. Um, which is I, known for what? Award-winning comments. Oh yes, they are. Yeah. they're outstanding. I would uh, I would like to revise my previous assessment of the officiating. I was. Com- I was fairly unaware of Haglund's ongoing fight all through the match, him and his tussling, and you know, not realizing that previous warnings were administered administered to him um, that that he that this wasn't all that. This was you know, first this is overblown. This is, or sorry, it's a blown call. But now in hindsight, yeah, I would have called that to Duncan, the person in question, um, pretty much swayed that guy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's quality. He's, mm. he's on this podcast. You should listen to sometime. Um, but as a blanket statement, uh, I honestly don't know what would improve the standards of officiating in this league. Um, I don't know, better pay packets or or perhaps getting a better um, a better pool of refs or larger pool of refs, uh, better, a better sense of encouragement to get refs from an amateur status to even a semi-pro status. I mean, you know, unless you're, unless you're absolutely hungry to to referee a World Cup match at some point in time in your life, yeah, it's not much of a career. Well, better pay packets, yeah. Like that's, <laughs> but, no. but that's the growth of the league as well. Like you, you pay the refs better so that that can be their job as opposed to it being one of their jobs. But at the same time, too, having... They learn better. Having it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the same thing for any sort of thing like that. Having a pool of refs that 
that you draw from that over the course of the year, if they were to, if they were to say work of the what thirty four weeks, thirty eight weeks, how many whatever weeks there is in the league, if they work thirty of them, they still wouldn't make anywhere near a reasonable living wage once you account for all their expenses. So, like, if if that if that level was you know better compensated, the referees below them would be like, well, maybe I'll give this pro refereeing thing a shot because it, there's there's a much clearer path than these four pros who are right. sitting there and not going to give up their spots anytime soon. That's kind of what that's more what I'm meaning. Having a better sense of development of the referees. Well, sure, but if you can make a living out of that job, then you can you know take time to. You know, take courses, take courses to train. to learn more, those sorts of things. Yeah, keep fitness. it all. You know, it all trickles down, right? So, mm-hmm. University of Phoenix online. Ooh, all that free time in their hotel rooms. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. They could be getting a degree in plumbing, <laughs> automotive <laughs> repair, air conditioning repair, computers. Not c- anything specific about just computers. Computers. just computers. Just computers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High tech, whatever. The <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> all right, two to match. Highlight of the match. I enjoyed, because it didn't actually lead to anything bad, I enjoyed when uh, Jackson bowled over Nick Hagland and they kind of just ran into each other and collided and fell fell over each other. That was entertaining. No one got sent off. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked the, the first 30 seconds of the match. It just seemed like they went right after... Uh, right after RSL, they, I blinked, and next thing I know, somebody's down in the corner crossing a ball into the box. Who's <laughs> when this did now? That happen? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Why? At, at, honestly, the first time I looked at it was, oh look, the the away team's got Toronto on the ropes in the first thirty seconds because RSL's wearing red at home. And then I realized, no, it's it actually was Toronto who were who had their who had their knives out going for it. Mm-hmm. So. That was quite pleasant. I wasn't expecting them to be that aggressive, given how grossly depleted they seemed to be. The little second half spell of dominance, well, you know, ag- aggression at least by them, stood out in my mind. Where Jovinko seemed to take things into his own hands and was—he had the uh, almost looping free kick a little bit before mm-hmm. that, and then was as ag- aggressive and pushing. It was a bit of a glimpse into hopefully what they can. Manage to do when all the pieces are there. While not the prettiest of goals, I'm going with the goal. True. Because they managed to score. But also, Jackson did something... Mm-hmm. Jackson. Like, it was... it was. I don't, know, I don't want to use the word delicate, but it wasn't overshot. He he, he was almost patient with it. And it's it, it was a very un-Jackson-like goal to me. So I was... He's like, a father now. He's, 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 he's matured. Oh, he's been tamed. <laughs> is that what it is? To say fatherhood changes. He's gone from Tito to Marlon. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very, very nice. Sort of skillful, subtle, just... Oh, exactly. Right, subtle. That the is the keeper. word he's I'm looking for. Kind of yes. jumping out at me. Oh, he's jumping. I'm just going to slide it under him. So, oh, very nice. I know. Yeah. So, Top shelf stuff. That was, that mm-hmm. was my highlight. Subtle Claxon. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed DK as well. Just yes. keep just about getting control of the ball. It's kind of bouncing. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. It. Two touches. One terrible pass. Somehow keeps it under control. <laughs> just about. And then yeah, very nice little one-two. Subs. Go subs. Mm. All right. Go to the match. Uh, I will go with Luke Moore for his incredible ability to stay invisible. 
And on the Moore meter, I gave him a best defense. Eddie Murphy wow. and Deborah Moore, 1982. <laughs> mm, that's wow, that's a scary return of the Moore meter right there. So invisible he couldn't even get himself sent off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how much of a non-factor he was. The referee didn't even realize he was there. The ref, yeah, yeah, like, yeah whatever. Hey, yeah. hey Steve, I'm, I'm rewatching the match. Look at this. Did you see this? Did you see this? <laughs> did you know he was on the pitch? Who is this guy? When did that happen? It's not in your report. Um, I'm going to go with uh, whoever was supposed to be marking the forward on the back post for the first goal. So that guy. Um, I tried I, after watching the Morgan or probably Sheru. Yeah, I know. I yeah. couldn't. I was trying to catch it on the replays to see who I think was, it was. Yeah, who was, was chasing? Yeah. I thought it was Morgan at first, but I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Whoever let him wide to do whatever he wanted, set up a lemonade stand and sell refreshments to everybody on the pitch, and then pot one in. Like that was. It's quite the analogy. It, was, well, he had all, <laughs> it wasn't even so much the time. He had all the space. He could have gone with frozen mm-hmm. banana. Oh, he probably could have froze the banana, then waited till it froze and sold it. That's a weird euphemism. It is. It didn't make sense. <laughs> Duncan, um, <laughs> follow that. What do you say to this, Duncan? What? What's, what's your thoughts on frozen bananas? Spend on this Pro frozen con. Expand it to whoever is in charge of the the frozen banana lemonade stands because the second you're goal selling ex- both. <laughs> That's madness. Mind blown. The, the the second goal was exactly the same, and it's something we saw a bunch of times against Columbus as well. Mm-hmm. We seem to be all about kind of getting sucked over to one side of the field, and the defenders want to kind of keep tight with each other, which is in of itself not terrible idea. And everyone kind of moves over here, and then oh, they knock the ball over there, and. Yeah, that just keeps on happening. I don't know, it's the defensive the midfielders, the wide midfielders are supposed to be tracking back and helping out, or the fullbacks are supposed to be able to recognise, oh, shit, time to abandon the plan, let's move over here and go for that guy instead. But, um, yeah, there's some defensive breakdowns right now that need to be worked on. They're just happening a lot. Speaking of defensive breakdowns, mine's Crevel. Uh, I, I know it's not all his fault. I... I well, maybe it is. It was just uh, frustrating to watch how ill-equipped he was to play that that game. He always stepped back, always seemed slow, just seemed lost. You know, like there was effort, but I can't give points for that effort. There was it was it was frustrating. It was it was, it was the worst I've seen him look for long stretches of time instead of just a little glaring oh what was that it was because now we're seeing him for long stretches of time exactly so mm. it was very frustrating yeah I mean there wasn't a like, giant glaring oh shit that's exactly where Cravel should be there was none really of that this week mm-hmm. but uh, yeah just yeah. the overall game was not really that good there was a lot of really poor touches as well to lose oh, yes. the ball and yeah yeah not looking his best new man of the match Jackson just for flair I mean, it was probably Bendy, but subtle. Jackson! I'm sadly like a bit of a broken record, but I'll stick with Jovinko. I just, for me, it's entertainment value. When all else fails, at least, there's an uh, anticipation that something could happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's maybe Jovinko. It's, it's mainly for his like set-piece taking, which mm-hmm. went very well. And just general run of play, he didn't really do a whole lot no. in this one. I think we need to... 
like be able to get him a lot more touches on the ball than Although he's probably he has being, been getting. He's probably being shut down more than he will in a match mm. when there's sure. more pieces available. Sure. Well, Seba gets a trifecta because he's mine as well mm. for for all of those. You know, for the for the shot taking, for being available and actually trying to do things and, and coming close to doing things that yeah, were he did were positive. And to me, he just he was the one I kept noticing. He stood out through a good chunk of the match for me. So as we heard ad nauseum in the week. Vanny was telling him to be selfish, and it did look like he was trying to a little more marshal the uh, offense a little bit more than he yeah. had been. He needed to shoot better on that one chance that he had, and yeah. just like yes. hit it really right and weakly. too softly and right at the keeper. Like, yeah, well, it wasn't too softly. I think he just like blasted it. He's like, come on, you're oh, supposed that, to be yes. the skill guy. Just actually, you know, pick a corner and go for it rather than just hammering it randomly at goal in the direction of the goalie. And yeah, the free kick. Come on. You can get that closer to the post for six million a year. He was your man of the match. Mm. Yeah, see, there he goes. Well, welcome back, Duncan. He Hull. did say uh, there were a lot of you know good like free kicks, like kind of crosses he was swinging in. The yeah. corners were good. You yeah. know, there's a which is something that TFC have never really done well. So it's only fair to acknowledge that. Oh, you know that was actually nice. So. Mm. All right. So to circle back on Warren C, the Creval experiment to me is clearly not working. And who's your if you look at the squad, who's your choice for replacement? Mark Bloom is still hurt, allegedly. Zavaleta, unknown quantity. Can Morgan play on the right? How can Morrow play on the right? I but what other options do we have? So I can't even. I literally started going through the entire team, going, "Who can I just shunt back there to TFC. move, move Hagland over there when Perkis is healthy and leave Simone in the middle?" Like I. Maki Delgado. TFC in full, yeah I know sure no, he, that's what he's supposed shocker. to be right yeah mm. who did you guys have I said, like, anyone? I said TFC in fullback depth shocker yeah, like, yeah. We, it was no talked one. about from the end of last season yeah. oh there's a position we really need to solidify let's go no. get it yeah the, all the, these other let's pieces. go get a midfielder that can maybe play right back the answer midfielder yeah no the mm. answer was oh yeah we'll just wait and then we'll try the guy we didn't use last year and see how that goes yeah. because it seems like it's new We'll write an article about it going into the regular season to make the fans think he's... Uh, we'll get someone else mm. to write it. Somebody with yeah. journalism credibility. <laughs> no, so... No, um, there, there's, there's no answer right now. Mm. There simply is... There is not a MLS regular yeah. that this team can put in. I yeah. might say Jackson, but again, you, know, you look at the defensive side of things, he was the one kind of standing around there, yeah. not really marking anybody when the, the goal went in, the second goal. So, you know... Defensively, maybe not him. I maybe would mind just to please switch questions. Maybe it's like Jackson um, instead of Osorio. I think maybe you know, help out the fullbacks by yeah. like having a, a better defensive midfielder there. And like yeah, I almost, I almost had Oso as my go to the matches. Someone I yeah, he's pretty invisible. Yeah, really, I didn't notice him really. Thing at Jackson all. isn't is invisible, and <laughs> maybe that would be something that can help out defense yeah. is having one of the midfielders be better to come and help. Well, it's also something we again banged on about in the preseason is that Osorio isn't a winger. No, for the love and of he's God, uncom- he's not. He's uncomfortable being pushed wide, obviously, yeah. and it makes him ineffective. At least Jackson as a as a sub for Osorio. He's got Osario. a root there. He well, doesn't he, He's a natural wide player, yeah. at least, so there's some of that, and because he's a bit uh, interchangeable between being a fullback and a winger, at least he has some of that yeah. nous to do that. Well, Osorio seems... Eh, 
taking away anything that's good about Osorio by having him. He out seems there. very lost yeah. right now. And yeah. he did last season doing the same yeah. role. Um, I have no idea who to put there. Right, I none of us do. Like, and and even looking at the roster, it's it's terrible. But I'm almost like the devil I know. Like, I don't, I can't speak for these unknown quantities, and and. and Mark Bloom, get better. Yeah, yeah so pretty much. Mark Bloom's going to be fit again. <laughs> yeah, think, hurry up. Uh, goodness. And that's not even like a great, like exciting choice. It's no. just, Mark Bloom, get it's better. Just, we, yeah, it, it, it just needs to be somebody other than him, but at this point... But it's made all the worse by uh, the fact that the coach has taken a tactical decision that puts so much stress mm-hmm. on the fullbacks. They play yes. such a role of importance. And other than Justin Morrow, there isn't someone consistently good enough at this level. Morgan was no. not that bad in that game. Uh, consistently, though. Week Morgan in, week in. looked good at the good going forward exactly. and throwing crosses bit of it. Yes. And the defense wasn't terrible. Morgan at midfield. <laughs> not when we need defenders. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that leads into my last question, really, about this game, Vanny Tactics. So they looked surprisingly good, especially, you know, aggressive at the very beginning, that second half especially, considering, however... They are clearly struggling with this system, especially with Krigal and or whomever has to play that side, it seems. But there's there's a constant, you know, three games in. Sure, it's 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 only three games, but you want some sort of maybe tiny little bit of progression. And I'm just concerned that he's gonna hold, you know, he's good he is. He's gonna hang on to this. He's not gonna let go of this system. And I think it's going to be detrimental if they don't find a better player for that position. I, I might be I might be a little insane for even thinking this, but I kind of felt that they played better in so, in at least as far as control and moving the ball with this ramshackle put together misfits lineup than <laughs> than with than with Altador and with Bradley and with. The usual, the our our ideal starting eleven. Are we gonna do that? They play right with their DPS game again. No, but it's you know it's not even it's mm-hmm. I don't know what it is because there were so many things that changed. It's hard to say. Oh well, it's clearly sure this person's in. This match is hard because they're maybe they, so many people. Maybe they but... all just stepped up their game. Maybe there was a lot less yelling at people because of various captains who were missing. Maybe there was <laughs> there's any number of reasons, but it just seemed like. They had a little more freedom and ability to be creative, and I don't know if that was by accident. If RSL was just weak, they you know not didn't know how to handle it. That's like if it was a perfect storm. Good right now. Like if if this if this is the same lineup that they have against Chicago, which I can't imagine it does, but if it is, that'll be a good test. That'll we'll know if that was a one-off load of crap or if there may actually be something. Don't get me wrong. There's still tons of gaps. But I, I, I kind of felt that they they looked the most fluid in this match mm. compared to the other two. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of things. I, I don't think, like, Haglund and Simonen didn't seem quite as exposed as the Colbert and Pekis often did. I think, yeah. you know, they maybe weren't being asked to do quite as much. And um, and you mentioned, like, Bradley being absent. I do feel it's often seemed it was like Warner, Osorio, Sharu were all kind of taking their turn, kind of coming back and getting the ball like almost from the defence and kind of helping out that way, whereas it's often just right, it's strictly through Bradley when he's on the pitch. So, you know, I I wouldn't advocate for, you know, keeping 
Bradley or Caldwell or Pickies out of the team no, when they come back or altered or but it's yeah it's often interesting to see you know you take out the sort of crutch the, the people that kind of get relied on maybe a bit too much and say like, oh okay this now I have to think things look a little better yeah you know, Warner was competent yeah uh, not Werder Bremen confident <laughs> wow rarely people are mm. I think if there's one position like that that change I'd like to see is you know throw be right, DK up front. You don't forget. Me. I, I mean, they're never going to drop Altidore. It's not going to happen. No, but I would love to see but it. Maybe you have Altidore kind of in place of Robbie Findlay. But yeah, have DK be like the main guy the up front, the number nine spearhead, he messing around with the so centre match. Fun for the twenty minutes he was on the. Pitch. I do kind of think he would quite work quite well with this, and then you know have Altidore and Javinko kind of. Yeah, move around, around pitch, buzzing yeah. around DK, like have him be the focal point, then yeah. it would be an interesting experiment. It's a shame with DK. There seemed to be that window there when we first picked him up and he had a good few matches mm. and then he got then one of it? his big injuries. Oh yeah, he's uh, always yeah, very yeah. close to that. No, yes. No, but uh yeah, it seemed like if he could have stayed healthy at that point, yeah. maybe he would have been considered more of a integral an, an option. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I love that idea personally. Make Never. it happen. Not gonna happen. Done. No, <laughs> not gonna happen. Damn it. So, just when you think, just when you thought the roster was set for the next while, along comes a rash of injuries. Precious little time to look for a replacement. Welcome to the big club, Clement Simonin. Why not? So Bienvenue. From, indeed. Uh, from complete unknown, pretty much, to starter for the club mm. in about two months. That's a fairly decent rising star there. Um... But the interesting thing about having him on the club, of course, is that there's an issue with roster rules, compliance mm. to numbers. Ooh, 29 is one more than we're allowed. But mm. wait, there's like a... Three days after the There's an MLS rule for that. Okay. So what was what was the quote I got from, was it Neil Davidson's Twitter or someone's? Yeah, it's Neil Davidson. Yeah, Major actually. League Soccer spokeswoman said Monday that clubs can designate one player on an MLS contract as a year-long... USL Loney with that player off the MLS books. Well, isn't that fortunate? I'm no longer convinced that this rule book is written in pencil as it is one giant Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. It's a choose edit. your own adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's basically move backwards. It's like, oh, here's the situation. All right, what can the rule be? Yeah. yeah, that works. So we'll have to wait until the next situation comes along before we find the next bit of the rule. Exactly. The 2015 roster rules are not out there. You go on the website, 2014. <laughs> So who's making the leap down to TFC2 to pave the way for the Cinnamon? The Cinnamon Express. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you would think that uh, Quillen Roberts makes the most sense, mm-hmm. but the only thing that makes me think otherwise is that they named Manella the captain. That kind of thinks, well, they made all that big deal about him being yeah. the captain. And put him in that pirate outfit. That was how we got that photo. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. That yeah, was just like investigative journalism yeah. at its yeah. finest. Yeah, it's well done, guys. It's, it's, it's part of. The, it's just part of those photos that Associated Press just don't want out. It's like mm. sixty minutes around mm-hmm. here yeah. Yeah. with less dying people. Um, but yeah, so that's the only reason I think that maybe Manella's the candidate. But that's uh, mm-hmm. hard to tell. I'd say my guess would be one of those two. Probably yeah. I mean, I do think you know it make, kind of makes sense for Roberts really, but then. Goalie is up on a position. I mean, if right, if we say put Roberts down there, we don't have the option of bringing him up. Then mm-hmm. someone gets suspended. 
not suspended, like injured, then all of a sudden, right, it's Canopka and Bono, and what happens if someone happens to them? It's like, you know, we bring in Sam Reynolds from the MLS pool <laughs> again because we can't bring up Roberts because he's down there. So we, we recently got a hold of him, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I said Roberts, though, because uh, Bono has been sort of, again, so it, the season's just started for them. But Are you making COC2 judgments? I am. Minor mm. judgments. <laughs> I am. Why not? I just feel he's been... Don't believe everything you see on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I will, goddammit. It's on the internet, mm. therefore. That's true. That's my that's my concern, is who's who's his backup? Mm-hmm. Right? So, you can send Kanaka down to... Kanaka. Who knows? Scare the kids. I would like to see, you know, have, like, you know, send, like, four or five of these guys down pretty much for the full year. And I, you know, obviously you reserve the right to bring them up in sure. an injury crisis. But, yeah, have Chapman, Hamilton... Manella, Raparicio, have those guys down there as the and core playing. of TFC2 yeah. all year. Exactly, get them good, playing together. Yeah, be and... good for them to get the playing time, good for TFC2 to have a, a solid core of good players there. And uh, and, ag- and ignore any social media hype on a single player until mm. they're actually ready to bring Mobabuli. them up. Mobabuli. Mobabuli. Mobabuli, Mobabuli, Mobabuli. Everyone's, oh, you got to see this guy. Don't bring him up. No, yet. don't. Oh, good lord, don't bring him no, up. Leave him where. Them. Let him excel where you he know is. they love a story. Of course they love a story. Yeah, well, they gotta they gotta find the right YouTube video to launch to before they can bring him up. So he doesn't yeah. even have a Twitter account. Yeah, I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I don't know who, uh, I don't know who has to go down or who has to go down. It, it this. Ideally, in, in the in the situation of an emergency, hopefully they could find a way to make a trade. Rather, I, I do like the idea of keeping that core at down down at the deuce, down at the. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sounds like a bar. <laughs> what are you doing Saturday? Going the deuce. Want to join? Um, it's a pool tournament. So. Uh, <laughs> Solid. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, ideally, I don't know. I at this point. Can we make it? Could you make a trade for? Here, you can have this good injured guy when he comes back, but we'll take some, some of your youth just to f- fill up the holes. I don't know what the right answer is here, and I don't even have a good suggestion. There is no right answer, but apparently Vanny is uh, going to announce the player later on this week, after he's had time to sit down and let the player know. That sounded almost like the end of like. Doesn't that American feel an awful lot like the Caldwell captaincy issue? Mm. They they actually came out and gave. I didn't. I didn't. Yes, say this yes. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. So, so far we have not assigned this player. Correct. Correct. So, we are still technically illegal. Correct. They mm. haven't assigned him until Excellent. after they've talked to him. Right. So, yes. Right. Which will be coming right after this. <laughs> so, presumably it's all legal and arranged with MLS to just haven't told the player it, for... Yeah. Whatever oh, they, they, unknown they, reason. They've told it's MLS. It's not like they're all back in town no, and together. No, they told Don Garber, but he's keeping it secret. Just for fun. Don't tell the player. Vanny can't find the phone, maybe? Mm. Well, wanna, it's the yeah. it's Caldwell phone. <laughs> exactly. It's back, the Caldwell courtesy back down phone. In, in the uh, the Caldwell yeah. discourtesy the phone. The Florida <laughs> hotel lobby. Uh. But speaking of our newest red, Mr. Simonin, he acquitted himself fairly well for his first time out. Didn't look out of place. You know, seemed fairly... Actually, you know what? I liked how confident he looked, uh, especially after a few minutes. He settled in. Seemed fairly calm on the ball. True. I like how confident he speaks. Yeah, yeah. Very, he gives a good. He's interview. got a lot of French arrogance in him. Yeah. Well, 
you know what? Bring on the arrogant players. I don't sure. mind as long as they do their job yeah, on the pitch. Maybe we need some more arrogance out there. I don't know. Uh, but I think, you know, obviously they've been very high on him since he was drafted. Yeah. Um, but is this uh, the new, you know, first start new player bump? Or is he going to, again, only one game as evidence and an odd lineup at that. But from the little... We see him. Of course, it's hard to make your full judgment. Sure. I, I think from that little, I, I tend to think he has maybe more in his tool bag than Nick Hagland. Technically, yeah, yeah. I see Does that. he have the offensive corner kick winning goal scoring thing in his tool bag? Maybe not the offensive prowess of a mm. Nick Hagland. But defensively, <laughs> no he one seems. Can have that. But yes, let's focus you, you, on defense. Yeah, he seems Please. a little a little more comfortable taking the ball out of defense on, with his feet. Yes, for one thing, exactly. Which is which handy. Is, which is handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, as usual with TFC, it's always reading between the lines with the stories. When they're that bullish on a guy, to me, it seems like they're lining him up to be Caldwell's heir apparent. So wow. unless he completely, you screws know, up. screws up in a hilariously Gallic way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he's being groomed groomed and ushered towards the the role. I'd be surprised if he wasn't uh, playing a big part by the end of the season. Yeah. Well, with the volatility of the back line, I mean, yeah, sure, it's a bump now, but he'll be starting by the end of April. Parkies and Cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> French Connection. Come on. Sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love a Cinnamon and Parkies. You never had Cinnamon and Parkies? No. Yeah. no. Where, where, do you, where do you get with those? With a latte in the morning? Oh, it's Oh, it's just mm. a, a little micro bistro down there. Ossington. Oh, yeah. fancy. It's a pop-up. You wouldn't have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get fresh canapka on the side? It's not ethnic. No, it's not ethnic. It's, it's just... Go to the Danforth for fresh canapka. Oh, fair enough. On a weekend when you got to see almost none of the stars of MLS play, but hey, that kid from the fourth round of the draft played, MLS teams did have a bunch of games, and teams other than TFC did stuff. So here to tell us all about it is our head of other stuff, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, Yeah, week four of MLS, international break, time for everyone, not actually an international, to catch their breath, relax in the matching bye week. Course, uh, of course I lie. Why do that when instead we can get the generally substandard fare we got this week without the superstars, highlighted by a bench with only four players on it, and a game with zero shots on goal? Uh, it's been a rough start to the season, really. Um, we'll start with the obvious marquee matchup, the 100% record of Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas against the unstoppable attacking Hydra of what many consider the league's best team, Seattle Sounders. This was going to be awesome. Yeah, it should have been. Or not. Uh, Mauro Diaz, Blas Perez, Clint Dempsey, Obafemi Martins amongst the stars missing for one reason or other meant chances were few and far between and pains me to say that Seattle's best ones fell to and were missed by one Chad Barrett. Some things never change. Hey. Hey, I'm with you. Mm. Never forget that. Mm. Uh, Dallas had Kelly Acosta sent off in the 17th minute, meaning a, a sure, uh, surefire defeat, as any Toronto Sun reader knows. But no, instead, it wasn't a tough defensive effort. They ground out a point, the game finishing 0-0. Neither team registering a shot on goal, uh, which is a first in the entire history of MLS, which is uh, kind of impressive, really. It's amazing, given that Toronto's been in the league for how many years? I know. But it's, it's not both teams. Toronto always gives up shots. I know, but at some point in time, they're going to run at somebody just as terrible as they are. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see TFC Chivas games. I, yeah. How, how did that 
get a shot. Right? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Dallas remain unbeaten and at the top of the league, but uh, it is the end of the only 100% record in the league. Oh. Uh, on the other side, top of the East, New York Red Bulls, who had probably the most impressive win of the week uh, going to Columbus. Coming away with a 2-1 win, uh, Federico Higuain was also... Uh, Got himself sent off, which is amusing. Uh, he was he punched the ball away after a foul was called against him and followed by some yelling uh, at the ref, who gave him his second yellow card for dissent, which uh, I always enjoy. Um, down at the bottom end of things, plenty of winless streaks still going. Portland, undeservedly lost via some terrible defending, gifting Robert Earnshaw a debut goal for Vancouver. Of course. Who've uh, now won three straight games with very late goals. Earnshaw was uh, charmingly happy with himself, saying... The length of time I've been playing football, that feeling when the ball hits the net, oh my god, it's the best. It's like shagging a sheep. He somehow restrained himself from having... <laughs> no, no, I, he did say it. The reporter cut out. Because uh, I, I, I know a guy who heard it. That's why it's not in the... I know a guy who heard it, yeah. Okay. Said it in Welsh. Mm. Or Zambian. One of the Zambian two. Welsh. It's yeah. a straight dialect. Um, he was very happy at the final whistle as well, so kind of jumping around and being a, a little uh, extravagant and saying, I, I didn't know what to do. I was so emotional. I was so happy. I, I kind of lost, my, lost myself a little bit. Aww. And you, you're, you're 30, how old is it, 34, 35? Did he find himself? Yeah, you know, you, you've done this before. Relax. It's okay. It's Vancouver, though. Exactly. That's a good point. That's Which a very is, good yeah, point. Big, big, mm -hmm. big derby. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Colorado are both winless and undefeated, hey. and have neither scored or been scored on. I was hoping you were say that. Three Play straight game. nil nils to wow. open the season. Wow. Oh lord! Which is another, another, another To me, that encapsulates Colorado Rapids like nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's just um, there's no Rapids man to bring him out. No, yeah, exactly. The the latest nil nil. Uh, came against Houston this week. They're now winless in 17. Just one game closer to the all-time record, so at least they have something to keep the supporters interested. Got some record Woo. chasing. Uh, Philadelphia also remained winless after losing the tallest midget contest with Chicago. Uh, it was a truly awful game on Sunday. Uh, Jim Curtin took a big leap forward in the sack race against his biggest rival, Frank Yellop, after uh, Philly got zero shots on goal and had Fred sent off for slapping Harry Ship, which was fun. Um, that, that's a, that did sound like the most possible Cockney fight in MLS. <laughs> Fred versus Harry. Fred versus <laughs> Harry Ship. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Montreal looked to be well on their way to a first win against an Orlando team with only four players on the bench, uh, one of whom was DP Honduran international Brian Rochez uh, with Danny Mwanga. Rather curiously preferred to him in the starting lineup, which I don't get at all. And Ignacio Piatti penalty was Montreal's first goal of the season, uh, followed by a lovely goal from Jack McInerney. Yep, all uh, three of them scored. Yes. I was really impressed by all of them, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's uh, basically, I think they've just kind of like stood on each other's shoulders. That's how they get on the pitch. In a trench coat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, it was tic tac toe. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Or tic tac tabernacle. One of those three. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that put him two in the lip, cruising home. Uh, or not. Within three minutes, it was 2 2. Orlando finally scoring a goal to call their own via Pedro Ribeiro, uh, immediately followed by Kaka, kind of finally getting a illegitimate goal uh, as well, which is nice. Things calmed down after that. It ended 2-2. Montreal still without a win. Frank Klopas bemoaned the two soft goals, but Nigel Rio Coca bought some much-needed levity, saying, if we play at a high tempo, I think every team in the league will struggle against us. 
chuckle. <laughs> they won't. No, they won't. No. Another winless team, New England. They also got their first goals of the season and actually ended up winning uh. their first game 2-1 against San Jose in miserable, windy snowstorm conditions in foxy Foxborough, Massachusetts. I'll take um, sexy Sandy over foxy mm, Foxborough anyway. Yes. Uh, they now vault above TFC for always uh, mocking them uh, into a playoff spot. Well, that's nothing to be proud of. Yeah, indeed. New York City got their historic first ever defeat, losing 1-0 to spot in Kansas City due to the tiny new Yankee Stadium pitch, allowing a Matt Bezler long throw to get right to the middle of the box where Ike O'Para thumped home a header. Uh, without David Villa, New York came close, but no cigar after that, epitomised by them winning a penalty for a handball that the ref then immediately reversed after consulting with the assistant. Naturally. Uh, the Sporks finally got their first win, leaving uh, New York defender Jason Hernandez feeling melodramatic. I thought we did enough to get a result, he said. The game is cruel. The game is misleading. Mm -hmm. I thought the effort tonight deserved something. Oh, someone mm. needs a hug. Yes, I know. Cruel. Football is a misleading mm. sport. <laughs> it's a bitch goddess. Yes. Uh, also, after uh, unveiling a new, more athletic, kid-friendly version of their eagle mascot, Talon, nope. oh, uh, apparently nice. the old one looked out of shape and baggy. Yes, but that's that's a quote on the MLS's website. The old version of Talon's out of shape and baggy. This one is more athletic. It fits better. He he looks like he could go out there and play soccer just like that. This is a new thing in this league. First yeah. new first screw cat, mm. and now new Talon. Yeah, does it have a name or is it like Talon uh, it's two? Just or? Talon, it's just they're, they're not pretending it's different. So it's, it's just, like Talon went away and got like yeah, yeah, reconstructive like surgery. It's like yeah. the it's like the actor playing Talon decided yo. This, so they bring in some other guy. Hey, it's still talent. Mm. Uh, it's no, it's not. Boo. He probably, he probably, I think he went for some photox. <laughs> scratched ah, from yeah. uh, forever scratched from mascot hysteria. Yeah. New talent. Yes, I want to see old talent. Uh, yes, exactly. yes. Old old kicker old kickeroo versus old talent. Yes, in the DC oh, legends match. match. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, after unveiling this uh, new bastard's mascot, Talon, DC United beats uh, LA Galaxy 1-0. A very late goal from Chris Pontius getting the job done there. DC's first win in six years over LA. Bruce Arena rather ungraciously said that LA losing that game was ridiculous. Anyway, that'll be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Uh, let's hope things pick up a bit in April. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Everybody, it's Bitchy Blakes, Chicago. All right, good day, everybody, yes, yes. and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game, and we hope yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was. The Argos BMO Field lease agreement requires blank. Before we get to this week's winner, what did you gentlemen have for this blank? The Argos BMO Field lease agreement requires their players to work the concessions and security on their dime during TSC game days, 
but they're not allowed to handle money. Because they take it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Especially those filthy kickers. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, I have it requires uh, time travel and some kind of zombie technology so that uh, we can get John Candy as the owner again, uh, which would be better than uh, the, the comedians we have right now. Oh, hey. wow. Layers, a little bit of a depression there. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a trip. Mm. That's a vacation. No Gretzky guy. For good days. That guy. For good days. That guy. Mm. I had a, it's a two-part clause. Which oh, okay. uh, has TFC fans have to make the decision between A, take it, or B, leave it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. The Argos BMO Field lease agreement requires all Argos fans to be seat fillers before TFC games start so that the stadium looks full for the TV, for the TV audience mm. and the supporters have time to finish their beer. And during the game as well, because there's always like 3,000 people in, in the concessions in, in, oh, yeah, and the stands. Okay. In, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In the concourse? You have no idea how many people pizza. are on the concourse. The concourse is packed. It is. During the game. So, yeah, seat fillers. See? I like that. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's, that's industrious. Mm. But the winner of this week's Bitchy Blank is at DaveFB85 on the Twitters. Uh, the B- no, Argos... What's his name? I, mean, I can't his what's his say name? it. You, you, you had the pronunciation down. I don't know. Well, then. Sorry, Dave. Uh, the BMO Field lease agreement requires a rotating east stand so the Argos can play in the parking lot. Nice. I think I that like is that. a fine idea. Mm. Certainly would explain the price tag. All the rentals? Just mm. wheels. It's A, it's practical. B, it's super fagundes. It's flashy. Oh, yeah. I think like, like Timberwicky could get right behind this. Be the I mean, talk of the league. Yes. If Two you could, leagues. If you could rotate, the, world, rotate, you could the, rotate the upper deck and bottom, you could have both games going on at the same time. Ooh. Ooh. Did TFC get the bottom or the top deck? Mm. <laughs> Philosophical question, my friend. <laughs> Start from the bottom. And... Depends who's playing. Yes. Is it a rough writer? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But next week's bitchy blank is this season an MLS ref will give TFC a red card for blank. Apparently they don't give red cards out at all even when they should. Exactly. If today is taught us anything. Breaking new ground. Mm. Please send us your answers on the Twitters at VocalMinorityCA or to any of our individual Twitter accounts using the hashtag bitchyblanks. Play whenever you like. I will check when I'm free at work. Thank you. It is time to dust off your sweater vest and your best white t-shirt and get your excuses in order. It's time to stop and look around for a parade or a sausage king en route to Bridgeview for the greatest rivalry near the eastern seaboard, the Copa del Grandos Lagos. It's usually a scrappy match against one of our favorite foes. This one is looking like, however, there may be some points on the table to be had by TFC. As uh, the fire, well, they might be going out just a little bit. And here to tell us how bad they are is Duncan with the Duncan Scouting Report. Thank you, Kristen. Um, There's not really much of a scouting report, really. I'm not really all that prepared, so uh, we'll go with the Cubs. Brownie report, maybe? I don't Brownie know. report. Mm. Beavers. Sounds yes. delicious. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Beaver. Go with that one. Beaver report. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> delicious. Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, it's like you're podcasting with five year olds. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, no, in this case, it's more like 10-year-olds, but that's okay. Yeah, as mentioned, Chicago, they're really not all that good so far. They're okay-ish in defense, I guess, maybe, kind of. I ended up Sean Johnson, he's all right. Eric Gehrig, Jeff Laurentovich, uh, Brazilian Adail, hmm? and uh, Lavelle Palmer are generally their defense. And yeah, they've been okay. I mean, their two home games, they only just lost to Vancouver. That was a very late goal they let in, and then they got a clean sheet against Philly. So, you know, there's that. Um, you know, midfields, generally it's been uh, the rookie Mac Polster uh, playing as a more defensive midfielder. Um, then you got like, Jovin Jones, failed TFC trialist, right in Chicago's first team. That's uh, got to be a good sign. Uh, Michael Stevens, Harry Ship is uh, one player that's looked good. And uh, Sean Maloney as well, who's that big Scottish DP, going to come in and be good and really hasn't so far. Um, the, the big of question really in their midfield is how to get Maloney out of Ship's way really because Maloney was missing this week off playing uh, you know scoring goals against Gibraltar I think the best way to get get out of Ship's way is go to land nice thank you uh, after this weekend we'll we'll let them know nice Mm -hmm. um yeah so I mean Ship has been kind of playing as as a almost as a second forward up front, but uh, this last week he got to play fully in midfield behind a couple of forwards and uh, looked quite good, really. Um, so, yeah, just how to figure out actually getting Maloney back in the team is uh, probably the more interesting thing they've got to do. Um, up front, Quincy and Marikwa. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, exactly. They've got a... Um, I forget his first name, but his last name is Igbo uh Nigerian DP. Are you sure that's not a full name? Because it sounds like a full name. No, uh, that, that's one of those uh, fancy, uh, you know, long African names. I, I can't remember his first name, though. Okay. Anyone? No, no I don't know. I'm sorry. Jeremy. Jeremy. Should have written that down. Jeremy. It's probably Bill. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Maybe it's another Quincy. Who knows? No. Too many. Um, either way, neither of them are convincing at all, really. So there's really... Not that much to be afraid of um, up front. Basically, you know, the, the main thing is that they look okay defensively and this, um, what's his name, Polster in midfield. He's quite good at, uh, if you give him time on the ball, he's quite good at like, long balls, kind of out to the wing. He's uh, a good pass out there and Harry Ship's good at finding uh, space and sort of moving around the pitch, all that sort of thing. So basically... You know, if our fullbacks are going to be getting forward and leaving space, that sort of thing again, then it could come back to hurt us. Uh, I think really, but um, you know, that's the the main thing to really do. Just keep track of Harry Ship, and there's not really a lot else that Chicago has to uh, to fight you really. So, um, you know, Toyota Park pitch looks crap. If you remember BMO Fields last March, that's pretty much the condition it's in. So, I'm uh, predicting a, a scrappy. Crappy looking kind of game, and it'll be 1 0 to somebody. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. I think this is definitely going to be one of those. This is going to be one of those that weird things happen matches because Chicago, they're not good. Toronto bag four. That's but amazing. Toronto is still going to be missing from the looks of it. Caldwell for sure. Quite possibly Perkis, and why not with the bye week coming up? Mm. Have him rest for another week. Luke Moore is now, as we know, suspended, so that leaves mm-hmm. us without uh, another option off the bench, although Altidore and Michael Bradley are back, but... Justin Morrow will be back Justin Morrow will be back, mm-hmm. so that'll sort of solidify things at the back a little, but still, 
I just, Chicago games are always, they're always, I, I find that they're always really, something crazy happens, there tends to be goals, it tends to be yes. scrappy. Um, I enjoy playing them a great deal. And I say this every time we play them, just because I like the fire games. I like it when they're here in Toronto, I find the fire supporters are, you know, they come out in fairly decent numbers, they seem like pretty fun folk. I don't know, I think this will be one of those ones that... Not necessarily the season hinges on, but this is definitely one of those ones that TFC have an opportunity here to mm -hmm. get some points on the road, which yeah. is rare to say, I'm looking at that game and thinking, yes, you should absolutely win this. Yeah, you can look at Vancouver, Columbus, Salt Lake as three yeah. difficult games. I don't think Salt Lake's super difficult uh, anymore, but yeah, you've got Chicago and Philadelphia coming up, and I think Orlando as well before this... Uh, uh, before we actually get to play at home. So, yeah, th there are some games where we should be getting points. Exactly. So you mentioned uh, Harrisonship. Mm. Um, so based uh, on the very excellent Cub report from Mr. Fletcher here. Mm. Sorry, the, the Beaver report. I apologize. Mm. Uh, what player are you watching on the fire? Is, it, is Harrisonship the only one worth watching? Because that's who I pay attention to when they're out there. Because is Mike McGee even still a thing? He's injured. Oh. Did you see, I don't know if you saw about the halftime thing, Taylor Twelman calling him Bradley Cooper. It, it went horribly wrong. Oh, no, I missed that, yeah. and I'm very mm. glad I did. Yeah, Taylor Twelman trying to be funny didn't work. I'm so glad My I was Vicky at work. did not go with it. So glad I was at work. <laughs> <Quite a dinner. laughs> so, Yo, yeah, you, that, that whole match was worth well, Oh, good. Terrible stuff. Um, although, yeah, you know, Harrison Ship uh, did you know, the odd, a couple of little entertaining things. There was one bit where he kind of dribbled from... More or less central midfield, kind of out to the wing, down the wing, back into the box. It was delightful. Then he passed to someone else who completely fucked it up. Um, but yeah, that, that sums up Chicago, really. That one play. Pretty much. Is Pat Duty still there? America was always entertaining. Sadly, yeah, you're right. Mm. Duty? Duty, yeah, he's still there. He's on, my, <laughs> he's on my fantasy team. I think he... I said player to watch, not player to say. Mm. Same difference. All right, fine. You should play the cup. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. So, is he giving you any points on your fantasy team? Or oh, because he, just God, no, he for... doesn't play. He's just cheap. He's oh, he's just cheap humor. Okay. Yeah. I think he's probably in like the top four or five percentage of midfielders picked. There were a lot of people that decided they wanted someone cheap, but so duty. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's uh, hit that. He's got your little um, Venn diagram of cheap and fun. Very popular. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I, I'm gonna. Get, <laughs> I got nothing to throw into that. Well, right, well, you don't have to. Duty. There's, 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 there's you no, said duty like three there's times. No law. How I didn't giggle once is amazing. Talking of uh, sort of fantasy and everything, uh, congratulations for uh, week three. Your oh. team beat my team. Wow. The so those minority league soccer head-to-head. -head so those so those those uh, changes I made actually panned out. That's good. Apparently. Yeah, mine didn't. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch of guys who. Okay, I get. I got a bunch of guys who are starting. Who haven't earned me a point yet? So it's going through that. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. So, mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, ship is fun. Uh, I, I've what little I've seen of him, um, in the like in the last in the last couple games, just watching highlight packs. Yeah, he's good. Um, you know, how did you say his name? Lorentzovich. Oh, the world's unlikeliest sounding redhead. Yes, Jeff Lorentovich. Lorentovich. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, Laurentovich also because I picked him in my in my in my pool. In Fair my, enough. My there face. you go. That is always That's a nice. wise reason. And, to... and he's 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 delivered. He just delivered a ton of solid points for me last year. So yeah, he was a bit of a, a little bit of a bargain. Mm. All right. 
is uh, Chicago the new Chivas. Dismal start to the season, abysmal attendance. Ownership that Ownership seems a bit of a shit show. Exactly. I'm going to say no, but maybe. I mean, they're, they're maybe on, by the end of the season. They're on their way, you know, if uh, you know, it's going to take a few more years, I think, before they reach Chivas standards. But uh, If they what come it, what, into the what league. What if they only start signing Polish-Americans? <laughs> Play to their strengths. Well, that what if, would be hilarious. What if they came into the league at a different time? They weren't one of the originators. They were able to get a stadium in Chicago instead of Bridgewater. I think that's, mm. that's probably... I think they are the market that... MLS may have screwed up not intentionally but yeah it's the most screwed up of the potentially good markets in the league mm-hmm. and an MLS 3.0 team with a downtown right. stadium etc so a rebrand in Chicago yeah. not necessarily rebrand whatever the name is silly but whatever um, but like yeah a stadium in uh, I've never been to Bridgeview but from it's a long way. Yeah, yeah from yeah. what it's I hear it's like halfway long. to it's Wisconsin by the airport, yeah. and it's mm, yeah. it, you can get to it by the by the tram, but it's like the second to last yes, stop on the there's, there's apparently a bus now from some nearby train. You get train the L train and then a bus. Anyway, it sounds horrific. Yeah. So, and it's such a good city, yeah. you know, that it just seems like if they could have and something close to a city. Beam. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you look at the Cubs, you don't have to be good. As long as you're kind of in Chicago, yeah. Yeah, and, they'll go. You know, people yeah. will go, and it'll just be a thing just because it's there. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. It seems like they were a little ahead of their. Time sort of not yeah, way, but yeah. way yeah. too soon. I mean, like, they they got a MLS Cup out of it. Yeah, but, <laughs> they but, fell out of the sky as a yeah. winner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's amazing. But yeah, I'm sure a do over would be nice with a an actual Chicago stadium. Exactly. Uh, any any number of reasons also could lead to the the ten the poor attendance. You know, uh, losing to Vancouver, three straight losses, casual fan malaise, weather. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's still early. Uh, let's revisit this topic in July, and if it's 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 a and and it's, it's not just about three games. This is like a year's yeah. Game. This I isn't mean, just this season. It's, well, no, it's a different is, kind of showing. No, no, I, I, I realize TFC, Yeah, there's a big disconnection between fans and owners. By right? neglect, rather than by enthusiastic incompetence, which is what TFC has. True, but um, yeah. Fair enough. Frank Yallop. Mm. What's happened to Frank Yallop? You know, at one point in time, we were all salivating at the thought of him coming here, yeah. and we're angry when it didn't happen. But now, I mean, has he lost his touch? Is it just a really poor situation? I'd have still taken Yallop over every kind, can- just about every candidate we've ever hired. Um, I don't know if he can he could possibly make a terrible team worse, but I'm sure there's a way. Um, hopefully he'll get a he'll eventually you know take a break you know get recharged and have another swing at this thing when they announce Winnipeg is the forty seventh club in MLS <laughs> and then he'll just take the league by storm signing. But well, Winnipeg's getting an NASL wins. team first, right, with the big expansion coming. You would think. After him, he's no. a, I mean, yeah, Yallop was about. He was just on the verge of getting that Bruce Arena oh, yeah. immortality. He was be yeah, one that more, guy. one and more then, final. He would have had it. Yeah, where then, he would have had a job for life, just going from club to yeah. club to club. And now, yeah, the shine. It, I mean, it, it's like he did the wrong choose your own adventure when he had the chance to go to Vancouver. Not that that was a perfect, mm. no, perfect ideal, but yeah, it was. Remember, he he took the Chicago job out of the blue almost. Oh, it was really yeah. sudden. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As Vancouver kind of dragged their heels with him, and uh, yeah, well, fuck you, I'm gonna go here. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm not sure he might not regret that now. 
maybe. I mean, I do think that it's maybe not a case of, oh, he was really good and what happened? It's like, it's more, I think when he was with San Jose, it was like four or five years, they were very up and down. I mean, they had that one good year yeah. with like Lenhart and Gordon and Wondolowski and they won the Supporters' Shield and everything and that's kind of maybe cemented it. Oh, yeah, they were really good. And then like, the next year, they missed the playoffs. So I think like that one year was maybe just a bit of an outlier, really. They got a lot of like late goals, you know, Bondolowski scoring that many. You know, it was a weird, kind of, kind of unrepeatable kind of year that he had there. So take that out of it. And he was very mediocre at San Jose. So, yeah. yeah. All right. One last question about the uh, Chicago game. The fire supporter group, their main one, Section 8, mm. which... I kind of like a lot as a as a supporter group name. Makes me giggle. So TFC, who already has about a gazillion supporter groups, but should they have a new supporter group? Uh, should be called Section What? That should be called uh, One Meh Team. That's how they'll feel in August when the season languishes away. Meh. One Meh Team. I thought uh, the Sectional Sofas. Mm, in true mid-season form and malaise, some can... Relax and sit down. Some can be upright. Uh, I'll go with one that uh, could have happened uh, like in 2014, last year, the Caesarean section. Ah. That was just opportunity. Yeah. They didn't let yeah. us name our Very stand. Much. That's true. Yeah, the just, graphic was amazing. I know. They just <laughs> cut it right out of us. First reached in and pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. I went with uh, Section 88, as in the crazy 88s from Kill Bill, because all of our hopes get slaughtered, as it is through the season anyway. It seems appropriate. Mm -hmm. I realize I'm sorry from, from Duncan's answer. I'm still a little scarred. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's best not to pretend. Another rousing round of Would You Rather. Gentlemen, begin. Would you rather have the MLS rulebook come out as part of a lawsuit, <laughs> have it accidentally found at a bar, scanned, and then uploaded to Reddit, or hold Miami for ransom until they can actually produce the damn thing? Hmm. Uh, the, the bar one sounds more entertaining, but uh, I like that, that Miami idea. Is a, it's never going to happen. No, that's so, this way. So, hey, this is a good way to keep uh, Beckham's filthy filthy hands uh, the, off everything. The only way the city of Miami is going to build a stadium is if they let them see the rule book. Yeah. <laughs> I like never going to happen. I like the lawsuit idea. It's a bit, it could have a big bit OJ trial-ish atmosphere to it, you know. Nice. I'm going to go with uh, Reddit. Like the, wow. Wow, Split. That's mm, what happens when you make a three-way. Exactly. <laughs> oh! Everyone goes home somewhat confused. <laughs> Would you rather have a birthmark that makes you look like you have a Hitler mustache, or a very large permanent neck tattoo that says hashtag C-O-Y-R? <laughs> Can I choose where uh, on my neck? Nope. Uh, like, Eric Hasley, very visible. I'm going with the birthmark because once I reach puberty, could start growing a mustache. You, you can disguise that. <laughs> yeah, Kristen. 
<laughs> Gender roles. Oh, for the record, before you answer, same as Duncan. Go yeah, good luck, Ginger. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> It'll still look so. like Hitler. No. Who's Irish Hitler? <laughs> Why should I? Be it's old Hitler. <laughs> Why is that guy only dying the bit, Hitler bit of his face? We must love Hitler. <laughs> He's going to be a, and then just died in the It's a family bit. tradition for over two generations. Oh my god. Mm. See, I want to say the tattoo because I wear a lot of scarves. And don't say I can't wear scarves. I didn't say that, but you're not going to wear a scarf in July. I might. C-O-Y-R. To cover up your mouth and everything? I, <laughs> do, do we need to get Stephen Harper in here to deport you? <laughs> no face coverings allowed. This is Canada. Only neck tattoos. I managed to stay in this country so long with all my communist leanings. It's Surely I'm turned. safe now. So I'm going to go with the neck tattoo and wear a lot of scarves. Hashtag coir. Hmm. Nice. Would you rather have the only food at BMO Field be deep dish, deep dish pizza? Yes. Oh. Well, we already know one of the answers. <laughs> or... <laughs> Unless, of course, the other one is a different kind of deep dish pizza. <laughs> then it becomes hilarious <laughs> to watch Duncan struggle. Or, the only food at BMO Field be salads. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I know, I know I know. your answer. And the same as mine. So let's just go to Duncan. You're good for the tossing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to say salad. Uh, I, have a very, I have a very particular type of salad. Oh, yes, let's hear the Everybody let's hear the uh, who salads. knows me would uh, maybe know the, the Duncan salad. Yes, you, I do know the Duncan You take a one sprig of lettuce, uh, two small slices of tomato. Uh, you basically put them on a large chunk of meat, <laughs> smother them in cheese, wrap them in bread, and eat the Duncan salad. Uh, seems disingenuous. Fans, mm. please do not toss up. If you can have like chicken Caesar salads or whatever, you know, things with like bacon and this, you can put anything in a salad these days. So Shit. why not a quarter pound of beef, some cheese, <laughs> and some bread? It's a poorly constructed. So so it's around. like it's like the croutons are banded together into bun formation. Exactly. Is that what's happened? Yes. The croutons are banding together. <laughs> Run. There's lettuce and tomato. This is two why different when types of vegetables. Really when you construct salad things, when you construct the would you rather, you can't leave room for wiggle. Sorry, <laughs> it's not wiggle you rather. <laughs> Don't let him out. Okay, you're both going with deep dish, I'm presuming. Oh, so good dish. Delicious. Why would I? Why, <laughs> why would I sell out and become a, a, a salad person? That's disgusting. Deep dish pizza is what I call a Tony salad. Put one well, sprig of lettuce. Like the vegetables or whatever, right? There's cheese. Mm. Cheese is a vegetable. <laughs> cheese makes the salad. It's not a meat. <laughs> well done. Mm. It's a dairy. It's well, not a vegetable. Mm. Food pyramid doesn't dairy lie. Dairy is a vegetable. Cows are veggies. They eat grass. Yeah, they eat grass all day long. Yeah, it's practically the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you rather have a basically full body tattoo, well, full torso tattoo of a TFC strip? Uh, or a Canada Strip, whatever you actually like. Uh, or, like, the full body, though, it's right there. Or just a, like, Montreal Impact crest. Small, but, you know, sort of right there. So, hideable, but right there on the junk. All right, before, before I answer my question, mm. Tony, how f- close are you to completing that right now? <laughs> 
Well, Mark. <laughs> Shit, it's Absinthe Holstein. <laughs> so wait, just the torso? Yeah, the full torso. Including shorts? Like, full torso. Like shorts sleeves, and socks? Like shorts. Too. No, 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 no just, shorts just, and socks. Just, just shirts. Oh, just shirts. Just, just, just. I'll go short sleeved kit. Short sleeved like, kit. With, uh, you know, a neck reasonably tight around the neck and everything, you know, just straight up. None of this yeah, shit. Whichever TFC or, or Canada, you an impact logo. The full yeah. impact logo or, or just the fleur de lis? A full impact logo, sort of right there. Uh, how big are we talking? How big are we talking? Big enough. No, it's big enough. Like hand? Shower or a grower? Half of the hand? A shower or a grower? Hey. No, this is. This is because of his hand, I'll go full kit. But if it gets smaller, I'll consider I'll consider the just you know, sort of regular sort of crest oh, size, like what would be over there. Okay, so you got so you got a hundred square centimeters to work with. Yeah, I looked. I know this. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, why not? Um, because all my kits are. Yeah, spec. I understand. I'm sorry. Premier League guidelines under Hello. the pubis. Um, using your Hitler argument. <laughs> oh yes, that is a good question. Yeah. Because I'll bring the bush back. <laughs> sure, that's an option. Impact tattoo it is. <laughs> you left wiggle room, my friend. Mm, I'm good, I'm good now, yeah. Should have added a Brazilian asterisk. Oh shit. Um junk. junk yeah, I'm gonna go junk, I'm gonna go with the impact junk. tattoo. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather Toronto getting into the MLS Cup final? Outcome not yet determined. Mm. Or Mitsu to join us for a podcast Mitsu. to get her opinions. <laughs> we did talk about this last week about that's Mitsu. True, that's true. I'm surprised to bring it in. The lack of mm. Mitsu. Yeah, well, I was sitting on this. Mitsu, so. would you Mitsu, Mitsu. Mitsu. That's gonna. That's a one-off. That yeah, we'll I don't never I, get again. I, I know. I don't need a trophy. So you think TFC is gonna make it into the final? I don't need any real He didn't even give me the win. No, it, they could lose. They could lose five nil. They could lose. And then I'd be like, I got to But they could never make it. What if they never make it in the final? That's not part of it. What if Mitsu never comes back? I said, what if? I didn't say you said. I'm just saying they could always repeat. Is that time travel involved? Because I follow Mitsu on Twitter. Current dash is not all that exciting. Can we have like eighties, nineties, whenever she was, like proper? When she did fromage with Christopher Ward on peak like Mitsu. music all the time. Uh, yeah, peak Mitsu. No, even, uh, even uh, peak Mitsu would be even even shortly after the peak Mitsu is still pretty damn good. Yeah, um, yeah we'll give you time, Jeff. We'll give you nineteen eighty three Mitsu. The Mitsu. All right. I'll even I take that. All right. Two thousand Mitsu. Yeah. Sure. Sure, probably. He's, he's wavering. He's I'm wavering. 2015 Mitsu. <laughs> stop? No, no, no. I, you got to know, know where the limits are. Mm, no. She's still, Cup? She's still filthy inside. <laughs> Judging by her Twitter, she's also, not. Also, are you wavering in this? Are you still going Mitsu? Mm. 2015 Mitsu. 2015 Mitsu. Or tends to be good. TFC Cup Final Appearance. Outcome yet to be determined. 2015. I'll go with the MLS Cup. See? See? I don't care about Mitsu. Yeah, well, but the, I'm just... This, I this care is, a little bit about Mitsu. This is, this like is where Would You Rather thrives. It's... it's Finding where the where the low what makes you go one way to the other side. So, sorry, have you decided 2015 Mitsu or MLS Cup appearance? Um, probably MLS Cup appearance. Wow. Mm. Mitsu all all day every day. Or tout le jour, tout le jour. Yeah. Ooh, clever. Tout yeah. le jour, tout le jour. Yeah. Oh, very can nice. it be at the garden party, or can we make this place look like the garden party? Well, no, we, we, we make it look like the, the showers in the Dimois video. Mm. I like the way you go. Mm. I did take my keys back, right? 
Trust mm-hmm. me, you couldn't pull that off in your but shower. you didn't dry clean the seats. <laughs> We'd have to go in there to make the shower. Okay. Good times. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Bye-bye. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, yeah. would you rather? <laughs> nice. Mm. Well, that is all for us this week. Uh, join us next week when we look back at the Chicago match, look ahead to yet another exciting bye week, and much more. Uh, before we go, we would like to uh, remind you, ask you, put out there that we love to hear from you. So please do leave us comments on the website, send us tweets. If you listen to us on iTunes, please do rate us. If you're on the SoundCloud, throw us a like if you like what you're listening to. We love a little bit of feedback. If you have suggestions, throw those our way too. Uh, but as we're getting out of here, I will say thank you for joining us as always, Mr. Duncan D. Fletcher. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. And uh, on the other side of the table as well, Mr. Tony Walsh. Chica chica! Nice. Happy now? <laughs> they did a shoot bitchy out of the air. Is that what just happened? Did, oh, yeah. geez. Wow. Right. Enough. Bitchy fall for next week. <laughs> the re-bitchening. Ooh. And to my, this side of the table, compatriots, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Bo, bo. And as for me, I am Kristen Ola, your host. But until next week, trial, get used to it. I just like the fact that Duncan's head is shaking derision not 10 seconds into this thing. I like to start it off with a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Right, you fuckers. Let's go. (laughs) Wallaby touches. That was pundit. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. It is. Mm. Fuck off. (laughs) Stop stop pointing out my... funked off? (laughs) (laughs) You're a bastard. Nah. Watch your mouth. Sorry, Mark. There's a lot of editing in that. Prick. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to cut any of that. (laughs) (laughs) You have a Chicago match for me? You what now? Another great great segue. Yes, Yes, thank you, Chris. (laughs) Award winning. You got one of those things? Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, got a match preview. Shut it. Hey. All right. Black market, black market preview? Black market preview? What do you want, Chicago? Chicago, Chicago. Do, you have, do you got a Chicago one? I got, I got this podcast. <laughs> okay, so, do you have wins and losses? Yes. That is actually how she's going to throw it to you. <laughs> so. Oh, that was it. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kristen. Oh, shut it. Yeah. I would be quiet. All right.
Thank you, Kristen. Is that what um, we're calling it these days? The Dungeon Scouting Report? How'd you get that sweet title? <laughs> <laughs> Are either of you doing the scouting reports? That's a fair point. Even if we were. I wouldn't call it the Mark Hinckley <laughs> scouting no. report. I would call it the Mark scouting Actually, report. Actually, the Hinckley report does sound oh. really classy. Yeah, yeah. um, it's official, but it has nothing to do with football. <laughs> <laughs> The Tony Walsh report. You don't, don't want to read don't that. Google that. <laughs> don't Google that. Don't Google that. That's why he doesn't get Walsh any of these things. Don't want to father any of these Shut up. Anyway, thank you, Kristen. Yes. Um, it's about wrestling. It's not, not, not so much of a scouting report this time. I'm not really all that prepared. So it's maybe uh, what's lower than scouts? Cubs. It's a cub report. <laughs> um, Which is also like the Tony Walsh report. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Google uh, that, folks. Juice. Wrestling. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. there's wrestling going on.